G'day guys, I'm here with uh, Keith Muller from Atlantic Lithium. Um, Keith's here to tell us a bit about the Aware project. It's in Ghana. Um, they've just released a DFS and I just want to talk about the metrics. What came out of that DFS and, and how excited are you about the project? Thanks, Carl. How are you going, mate? Good? Oh, good, good. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, DFS came out about two and a half weeks ago. Uh, culmination of years and years of work. You know, the DFS is a bit of a pivotal point in a company's journey. Um, so we're happy to deliver the DFS on time. Uh, one of the key metrics out of the DFS is really that you can't break this thing. Uh, NPV remains at one and a half billion dollars. Uh, we'll be producing 365,000 tons on average per annum of concentrate, of course, of which half is going to go to our partner Piedmont uh, to the Tennessee hydroxide facility. Uh, other half is still unencumbered, so we're looking to leverage and monetize that out of 50% of the offtake. So at the moment, our capex is $185 million. Uh, of that, Piedmont will sole fund the first 70. And then there's a 50-50 split between us and Piedmont for the remaining. So what that means is about 127 will come from Piedmont. Uh, and we have to fork out about 50, 55 million dollars. So looking to take this off take, run a process, find a partner uh, and really monetize that. You know, there's not a lot of new spodumene coming onto the market in the next couple of years. So uh, we believe that that will close the funding gap completely. Um, looking to deliver that to the market sort of by the end of this year. Uh, so that's probably one of the key milestones that's going to come out is how do we close the funding gap? Uh, and then another key milestone for us is permitting. Uh, this quarter, we're expecting to get our ML, which then allows us to start the EPA process. So it's about nine to 12 months to work through the EPA process. Two components to the EPA process. One is associated with the environmental impact assessment, and the other is associated more with the social side, looking at the area around us, uh, obtaining the land, crop compensation, just making sure the community is on board with what we want to do. Uh, so 12 months from now, we should have that completed, uh, break ground in September next year, uh, which is great. You know, I don't think there's a lot of spodumene mines around the world at the moment that can say they will be breaking ground within uh, 18 months. Uh, and then first ore uh, out of the mine and concentrate around April 2025. So we're going to start off with uh, modular DMS units, which is a new concept that we want to bring in. Uh, so as we are constructing our main processing plant, it's about a 12-month construction period. Uh, we'll mobilize these modular units and we'll make concentrate in the early days. Uh, and that will help us close the funding gap as well to some extent. Uh, and um, I mean, Ghana itself, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's a good jurisdiction in terms of mining. Lots of gold mines there. Just the Awoya project itself. Can you tell us about the advantages of where it's located? Sure. So look, from a jurisdiction perspective, um, Ghana is now the largest gold producer in Africa. They've overtaken South Africa recently. Um, and they are super excited about critical minerals. Uh, they can't wait. You hear them often speak about their lithium discovery, and that's aware. There's no other lithium discoveries of this scale in Ghana at the moment. From a location perspective, you couldn't ask for a better location. We've got a transmission power line on site. In fact, we have to relocate a transmission power line, uh, about a 16K reroute, uh, which runs across the site at the moment. So we'll tap into that with a substation. So we'll have power available very early. Uh, we're 110 kilometers from the deep sea port of Takaradi. 
At the moment, they export around 5 million tons of manganese and bauxite. They commissioned the new shiploader February this year. We were there for the commissioning. Uh, they've got a capacity of around 12 million tons. So the half, half a million tons that we want to put out through that port, plenty of spare capacity from that perspective. Bitumen Road all the way. A lot of space in port for us to, to tap into, to store material. Uh, and then in the short term, we also have an alternative at the port of Tema. So there's another large port, about 140 k's to the, to the east of us. Uh, so optionality, uh, not that you need optionality with Takarati in play, but it's always good to, to think of alternatives. Uh, so infrastructure-wise, really, really well positioned. And I mean, next year, when you're back at um, Noosa, where do you expect to be in terms of the project? What stage will you be at? Look, I think next year when we are here, we will be in final discussions with uh, EPCM contractors to break ground very soon. Um, so really, uh, we want to break ground by Christmas next year. Um, so hopefully I miss Noosa next year because I'm on site uh, overseeing the, the construction activities. Um, in terms of where, what we want to accomplish this year, we are really focused on finishing up our permitting and identifying targets for the next drilling regime. So uh, we're only spending about $8 million on exploration this year. So we're trying to preserve cash. Uh, so we are we're following the same process as we did in the discovery of Hawaii, by which we're doing August, well sampling and identifying that high value targets. Uh, once we've got a clear pathway to production and cash flow is when we'll send the RC rigs out, go and test those prospects. Uh, we've only drilled about 3% of the tenement package at the moment, so a lot of upside potential from the exploration side. Yeah, okay, that sounds like a really good project and we're closely following this one. Um, thanks a lot, Keith, again for your time and hope to see you here next year and, and into the future. Excellent. So thanks, Keith. Thanks, Carl. Yes.